Listen to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, June 3rd, and we are digging into this topic of uh, how the the rain, the precipitation has really affected farmers. It was nice to talk with Pastor Kolbaum about that, get his perspective. Mm-hmm. Now we go straight to the farmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to get that perspective from uh, Jeffrey Wheeler. He's a farmer at uh, the farmer and owner of Bountiful Blessings Produce in Hinkley, Illinois. And we've had a, a chance to talk with Farmer Jeff before. Jeff, it's a joy to have you back on. It's great to be here, Andy and Sarah. Thank you. Our pleasure. Now, the what do typical spring labors look like at Bountiful Blessings Produce in your farm in Hinkley, Illinois? Well, we're a small farm compared to some of the farms around us, um, and we grow all vegetables here. So, um, but basically, we start out. Um, we fall moldboard plow, so everything is turned over, and as we start the spring. We disc and and, uh, drag and get everything smooth and ready to go. And um, this year, it's been just almost impossible to get out in the field because of the the rains and weather that we've been having. Um, We we plant everything with um, older equipment, uh, so it's a little bit easier for us. And we can go in when it's a little bit wetter than than most people. Um, So we were able to get part of our first crop in. How do how has the spring rains um, affected you and maybe the farms around you? And what I, I'm, and we always I don't know we, when we when we road trip we drive past these fields that are just covered in water. Uh, what what does that flooding actually do to uh, to a field long term? Well, um, I'm not so sure that long term there's a problem other than if people have put down um, plant food or fertilizer or um, maybe an herbicide to keep the weeds back. A lot of the times, um, you know, with the heavy rains, that gets washed away, so it's not as effective or maybe not even effective at all. Um, With us, we tend to be more towards the organic side of things, so we don't use a lot of of, uh, chemicals on the farm. But, um, you know, all that that takes into, uh, you have to take that into consideration. So the farms around us, um, if they're going to plant corn, if they're going to plant soybeans, um, they, they've they already um, put some of their stuff in the ground as far as the, the chemicals to prepare uh, for the crop. So that stuff uh, may not be as effective, um, but most of all, it, it just, uh, you know, um, we take a lot of measures to uh, prevent um, erosion, but there is erosion from the rain, so some of the topsoil gets washed away and ends up, probably down in the Mississippi River uh, somewhere. <laughs> what do you typically, you mentioned uh, you're all vegetables there, what do you typically plant in the spring at Bountiful Blessings? Well, um, our first stuff is like radishes, onions, um, all stuff that, that can handle a little bit of cold weather. So uh, cabbage, cauliflower, broccoli, kale. Um, and we had all of that planted, um, and then we got hit I guess two weeks ago with hail at 11 o'clock in the morning on Thursday, and then we got hit again at midnight that night with quarter-size hail. So our first crop completely was destroyed. Mm -hmm. So everything that you have planted already destroyed and, and not able to really plant right now? Well, we were able to get um, last 
Sad, actually, I I hate to admit this, but last Sunday morning we were able to get into the field. So um, I was unable to make it to church on Sunday morning, but we were able to get our crop second planting in, and by afternoon it was raining. So we snuck in um, about 15 rows of of those vegetables that I mentioned, cabbage, kale, cauliflower, broccoli, uh, lettuce, and we did get a few um, peppers in, which we had not been able to do before. So all the crops are going to be late season crops this year, it sounds like. Absolutely. I guess what's the most... um, devastating thing right now is at least for our guys around us is they have to get their corn in by a certain date Mm -hmm. which i believe is june 5th if they do not get their corn in by june 5th it will not mature in time for the fall uh, harvest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it it needs to be what knee high by july July, yeah (laughs) well that's kind of a a wives tale Um, (laughs) now it's i mean normally it's probably neck high by the fourth of july um the 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 new genetics and so forth they've engineered to um you know be much faster and and much more durable however it still takes so many days to to grow Mm -hmm. um corn um, and I'm not a corn farmer, so I don't know those exact dates, but I would say somewhere around um, 95 to 105 days to develop corn. And, and if I believe June 5th is the day. Um, now, a lot some farmers have insurance, and they're able to, um, you know, to, to get um, help in that way. Um, I talked to a gentleman yesterday. He said it costs about $15 per acre for insurance. Some farmers choose to get that insurance. As a vegetable farmer, we can get insurance, but it costs um, actually more than that. By the time you pay for it and, and everything, it's it's just too expensive to, to, to use. Mm-hmm. Cost prohibitive. With but, the with all the, the rain that we've had so far, it's it's... And the hail damaging that that mm-hmm. first uh, planting, now planting again. Where does that leave you at this point? Even if the rain stops now, um, what else would you be able to plant? How is that going to impact you know your your harvest this year and and thus livelihood and 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 all the families that that you know get the food you know get those that produce from you. Well, what I'm concerned about most is is we generally start um, we we already. Um, other years have harvested um, items at this time, you know, like lettuce and spinach, um, green onions, um, radishes. We haven't been able to harvest anything yet. In fact, um, I'm doubtful that we'll be able to even get those items in um, before it gets too hot. A lot of these uh, like uh, cool weather, so it it, um, it makes it, it difficult. Um, as far as impact for our customers, we've decided that we're going to uh, just keep going. If we have to um, buy from other local farmers that are able to get a crop in, um, work in cooperation with them, or possibly buy stuff as close to our location as possible, whether that means buying a Michigan product, an Indiana product, an Iowa product, so that we have something for our customers to um, to buy, uh, just to keep just to sustain our own uh, livelihood. 
how has the farming community come together uh, to support each other during this time? You mentioned buying produce from other from other farms. How how has the community uh, come together to to support each other during this time? Well, um, that's a real good question, and I've seen a lot of guys. I, I'm in a neighborhood where you know most everyone here is a farmer, so mm-hmm. um, we kind of hang out together and, and different things. We have coffee together, these kinds of things. So there's a lot of talk. Um, I know there's quite a few of the conventional farmers that are meeting today um, in conjunction with the Farm Bureau in the area uh, to try to determine what to do, um, whether to uh, gamble on planting, whether to um, take what they, the, the, the insurance that's available. And then I think it decreases as time goes on. Um, the amount of, of money the farmer might be able to get. Now, in the vegetable business, like, like I said before, we don't have that insurance, so we're going to keep uh, planting. We've got um, greenhouses that we will be putting um, more tomatoes in uh, that will be grown in the greenhouse, um, what they call a high tunnel, so we can we can kind of control the, the uh, climate there. But Guys that have ten or twenty thousand acres that that are they're putting corn or soybeans in, they're at the um, um, mercy of of God. You know, whatever comes down. You know, if it's rain, hail, or storms, they're going to have to deal with it. So they've got a lot of decisions to make. I would say in the next five to fifteen days on what they're going to do. When do you start planting pumpkins for the fall? I know you did. I, I know you, you grew pumpkins uh, the last few years. Uh, right. When do you start planting? That's June usually, isn't it? Uh, June 10th is our our day. We like to have them in by June 10th. Wow. So um, right now, the ground that the pumpkin the pumpkins will be planted on, we can't even get in to work it. So it's going to be uh, nip and tuck. Um, today is the... Uh, 31st, so we've got about 10 days. If we can get the ground dried out in 10 days and get the crop in, I would say the last date that we could probably plant pumpkins would be somewhere around the 21st of June in order to get a crop that's ready for um, Halloween or for you know fall uh, decoration. That would be... It'd be rough to not have pumpkins for Thanksgiving. <laughs> How many pumpkin pies? Oh, yeah. <laughs> priorities. I know, I'm sorry. I, I go straight to dessert. <laughs> how can uh, you know? How can we support our our farmers? How can we uh, pray for our farmers? We we had a chance to talk with Pastor Colbaum about that. We have just a, a minute left, Jeff. Um, what can we do to to support you and uh, fellow farmers? Well, one thing about being a Christian farmer, I have faith that God will provide, and he always has, hence the name of our business, Bountiful Blessings Farm. Um, Somehow this will all work out, but we just ask our family and friends and neighbors to pray for favorable weather, that we can get our our crops in, that we can have a a harvest. Um, One of our farmers at our church told me there's never been a year he couldn't plant and there's never been a year he can't harvest and so we're praying again that that will be uh that will happen uh this year again as we go forth and and trust god uh for another bountiful year 
Jeff Wheeler at Farmer at Bountiful Blessings Produce in Hinkley, Illinois. Thanks so much, Jeff, for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. You, you, you and other farmers will continue to be in our prayers, and uh, I hope we get those pumpkins. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jeff. God's blessings to all of you. Thanks for joining us for the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.